Sustaining Creativity Podcast. I'm your host, Mari Reesberg. Over the past several years, I've combined my degrees in acting and somatic psychology to share my sustaining creativity techniques with performers. And now I've decided to share it with a bigger audience that includes you. I believe we are all creative and this podcast is all about that. I'll be interviewing people from all backgrounds, ages, and creativity experiences to share just how creative we all are. Today, I'll be chatting with Sarah Finnis, art and yoga fitness instructor and children's book author. Please enjoy Sarah Finnis. Welcome to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. Today I am here with Sarah Finnis, art and yoga fitness instructor, as well as children's book author. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am thrilled that you are here today to chat with us about creativity and share all of the ins and outs of being a children's book author and art and yoga fitness instructor. But before we dive into the creative aspects, if you wouldn't mind taking a couple of moments to just share a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Absolutely. Um, I am a 36-year-old yoga fitness instructor. I have a background in art and early childhood education. So I still teach art classes online, um, but I wrote this children's book as a way to bridge my art teacher and my fitness instructor together um, to bring creativity and movement together for kids. Oh my gosh, I love that. I love <laughs> for you like a big mover yourself as a child. Um, yes, I I love to dance around, not anything, you know, super serious, but just to have fun and <laughs> uh try different, you know, how kids watch different performers and uh different kinds of dance movements and dance classes, that kind of stuff. Very cool. Well, I, I'm so curious about how this children's book kind of came to life. And, you know, if you want to tell us a little bit about it. Yes, I would love to. So it teaches kids um, different landmarks around the world through movement. So um, hopefully my intention would be that inspires kids to be creative with their movements. So maybe if they're learning something new that they try adding movements to help them remember as well. Um, Whether it be with a story that they're reading or um, math or spelling, they can move their body to different letters. and, uh, And then in the book, it has some fun, creative, uh, activities in the back that they can enjoy too. That's awesome. And that sounds like (laughs) such a great combination of creativity and movement and learning. And it's like absolutely speaks to how I like to learn, like being a performer and actor, I would pace and walk and move and memorize lines that way. So that's awesome (laughs) that you put it all together in a book for children. Very cool. (laughs) I'm definitely the same way. I uh, have to move around and 
keep the mind, you know, mind moving as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, with that moving of the mind, I'm super (laughs) curious, what does it mean to you to be creative? Uh, Having space to move in new ways, whether that is creating a picture or um or making you know cooking a recipe just having room to do it a little different you know and i think having room in your life to to pace around really you need that space yeah absolutely how would you how do you create that space in your life so you can move around and explore um I like to get up or I'm an early an early bird so just getting up early just so I have some extra time for me um and playing music that makes me happy and you know dancing around and having you know things that uh just bring me joy and having fun nice Wow. I love that. I love hearing about the things that people do in their life that brings them joy, because I think that's part of creativity also. And being able to spark joy in our life, creativity has the capacity to do that as well. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's like freedom. It is. There is a freedom to it. Now, I imagine writing a children's book or even in kind of yoga instruction or fitness or personal training, you come across challenges of thinking of new ways of moving or how to share movement with others. I'm wondering if you wouldn't mind sharing a couple or some of the challenges that you yourself have faced and then how did you navigate those challenges? Um, with uh, moving through the process of creating the book, um, the illustrations, for example, getting the girl and her mom to look like the same person each time was a super huge challenge. Um, and just putting it down and taking a break from it mm-hmm. um, and then revisiting with fresh fresh eyes or fresh approach um, mm-hmm. as far as like yoga movements, again, just kind of taking a break and revisiting it when you are in a different headspace, I think goes a long way. Yeah. What do you, like when you take breaks, what do you do on your breaks? Mm-hmm. um well sometimes they have to be longer than others but try and get my mind away from that project or thing completely so it's just uh a fresh new perspective so uh again I like to draw and paint um any kind of physical movement helps me to kind of change my mindset yeah. Nice. Are you a fan of the like solo dance party? Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you're having fun and it makes you happy and, you know, it gets you moving around, then I think that's, that's great. 
<laughs> That's awesome. I I love the solo dance party. I'll get up in the middle of my work day and put on a favorite song and dance around yes. for three and a half minutes and then get back to work. Yeah, exactly. to give myself a break. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you sound like creativity has been a part of your life for most of your life and you've continued to express creative endeavors as an adult, but I'm really curious, what's your earliest memory of being creative? Uh, I had a dollhouse growing up that uh, it was like a talking family dollhouse. It was a fancy one and I broke it all apart um, and I had this giant shoe box that had a bunch, I had, I think, nine uh, squares for the different shoes. And I took the roof off of the the fancy bought house and put it on the box and um, used construction paper and like wallpaper samples to design the rooms. And uh, I, I had a blast with that. <laughs> I love it very much that design expression and yeah like lots of joy and lots of time to devote to it (laughs) as a kid yeah I love also the like taking it apart I think we forget how dismantling something can really inspire creativity when we get curious about well what happens when I do this yeah (laughs) And I like this part of it, but I want uh, to change it up a little bit, you know? Yeah. Making it your (laughs) own, putting your own stamp on how you're going to use it and how you're going to experience it. That's awesome. That's (laughs) fantastic. It reminds me of like things in my own life that I, you know, I, I don't know that I was the kid who took things apart. I had a a solid respect for rules and things. <laughs> you didn't do things that way. But I'm so curious, you know, was that encouraged in your life to have curiosity, take things apart, learn how they work? Like, where did that come from in your experience? Um, I know growing up, my parents always said, you know, you can be whatever you want to be. Um, And I know I had a phase where I wanted to be a magician's assistant. So, oh my gosh. Okay. That right there is amazing that I don't know that I've ever heard anyone say they had, they wanted to be a magician's assistant. Okay. That's incredible. (laughs) And as long as, you know, I, was serious about it, then they they respected it and put so I remember sending out emails. I looked up a bunch of the magicians um and said, you know, I would really love an opportunity. You know, this is <laughs> not that it went anywhere, but just having that support of, you know, if that's what you want to do, if you have steps that will get you there, then you know, go, (laughs) go for it. (laughs) Totally. I love that. I mean, what that permission to really get creative with a career or ideas of what you could possibly do. I, (laughs) 
I think that's fantastic. And <laughs> I hope someday you get the opportunity to be a magician, <laughs> magician, if you still have a yearning to do so. <laughs> I love it. Oh my goodness. I mean, it sounds like the creativity in childhood really just followed you into adulthood. And how does creativity show up in your yoga and fitness practices? Um, I think teaching really inspires me. And um, again, music for my fitness classes, I want people to have fun with it um, and stay present and just enjoy it. And I try to bring in different movements so it's not the same Mm-hmm. movement each time so they're moving differently and maybe one class they go you know that that one particular exercise really resonated with me and it might be something they take you know on on their own or with yoga just a variety of different things so then mm-hmm. um just opening them up to new ideas of what that can look like yeah what made you want to be a yoga and fitness instructor? Um, I did a lot of um, yoga classes growing up, not not uh, strictly or, you know, but just as a fun activity with friends. And uh, they have a lot of cool uh, getaways for training. Yeah. So if you are looking to you know, travel and you don't necessarily have someone um, to go with you, these trainings, you meet uh, friends from all around the world and you can go to these cool destinations and the, the food is included and it's just an incredible experience. <laughs> um, and so I was able to train um, in Bali, Indonesia, and it was just so much fun and um yeah just the you know I have taken it a lot further than I anticipated when I went into the training nice but I love that I love that kind of allowing yourself to be surprised at where it goes or how you use it in your life in ways that it sounds like you hadn't imagined you would yes (laughs) nice (laughs) Um, go ahead. Kind of that putting it, putting things away, you know, if you're working on something creative, even if you don't necessarily like it at that time, or you don't see it going anywhere rather than just, uh, chucking it, just put it out of your mind for a little bit, hide it somewhere. And then, you know, later down the road, you may revisit it and go, wow, this is actually a lot better than what I, when you were looking too close at it, um, and it may re, uh, have a rebirth. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's so true. I can't tell you like so many things have happened in my life in that way as well, where I've like, I don't know how this is going to work now. And then later on years later, I'm like, Oh, right. I do have that skill or that thing that I pull out and, 
you know, repurpose or revitalize in my current yeah. experience, or, you know, maybe I wasn't ready when I started it to finish it. I needed to like dig a little deeper in my, my own self and my own life before <laughs> I feel like, Oh, now I'm ready to show up in that space. So I love that reminder that sometimes we can do something and then it's not necessarily the right moment to activate it, but it could become a huge kernel of support and transformation later on. So yes, yeah, I love it. Well, in your own kind of everyday life, what are some challenges that you've had to use creativity to solve? Um, well, with uh, the illustrations of the book, um, that took a long time. The whole book process took over a year, um, but I ended up having just redoing it and redoing it, and I wanted to give up, but saving those old copies, I ended up uh, cutting out pieces from old versions and uh, piecing them together to make the illustrations. So it kind of goes back to the piecing things together yeah. aspect. Um, so I would say that would be one example. Nice. I love that. Now, it being a teacher and, you know, whether it be virtual or in person, I imagine you meet people who don't believe they're creative or struggle to find creativity in their life. How would you invite someone to find creativity in their life when they don't feel creative? Um, I would say kind of supporting them where they are, but then kind of opening the invitation uh, to, to move forward in a way that they, you know, what they like. Uh, my early childhood background, I learned uh, the Reggio philosophy, and they're all about like this invitation to play kind of idea. So kind of setting up a scene that's like, yeah, I want to do that. Like, here are a bunch of cool materials. Like, how how can we create something out of this? Or, you know, so inspiring them rather than to move forward rather than pushing. Mm -hmm. um, nice. Yeah. I, I mean, it sounds like there, you know, that the teacher in you comes out not wanting <laughs> to do it for them, but in that invitation, inviting them to find it within themselves to really step into a new way of seeing an opportunity or an experience in their life. Yeah, there's uh, in within the art uh, art rooms, they have uh, maker spaces, and oh. I had the opportunity to work in a school that had a maker space and they had these drawers of, you know, a bunch of cardboard and they had uh foam recycled foam over here. And so you could say, um, you know, give a prompt and the kids could decide how they wanted to create 
something from that prompt, whether they're going to build it with the cardboard or paint and they can go in their own direction rather than, okay, we're all going to make this uh, painting of, you know. Right. So they get to flex their own creativity versus the prescription or the prescribed, like we're all doing the same thing. Yeah. Peace. Nice. No, I love that. I love the freedom it invites and the self-expression it encourages. Yeah. Like what a beautiful gift to be able to have in school, a maker's space. I, I want one I in know. my home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's been such a treat chatting with you. I just have one last question. Okay. What does it feel like in your body to be creative? Um, I would say free. Or that's the, the best word. Um, that feeling of like a uh, solo dance party, you know, and just in the zone um, for people that play sports, you're just uh you know anything is possible you can go i don't know definitely freedom nice i love it that's <laughs> a great word and i know exactly what you mean <laughs> so, <laughs> fantastic well thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me if thank people you want to find your book or learn more about the things that you offer how could they go about doing that yes um my you can find my book on Amazon. It's called Iris's Magical Yoga Adventure. And yeah. <laughs> Love that title. <laughs> and um on Instagram, you can follow me at Sarah S-A-R-A-H uh care underscore S W F L. Fantastic. I will put that information in show notes so people can find you easily and see what you're up to. And again, thank you so much for chatting with me about creativity today. It's been a real pleasure. You as well. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. We'd love to keep in touch, so follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Sustaining Creativity. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Tag your friends and family so they can listen too. We love to hear from you, so leave your reviews, comments, and questions. Check out our website, sustainingcreativity.com, for upcoming offerings and creativity coaching. Tune in Tuesdays for our next episode. And remember, with creativity, Anything's possible.